2: Let's kick the show off with Jimmy, who's in Annapolis, Maryland. Hello, Jimmy. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing?
0: Hello, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
2: Oh, I'm alive and grateful, Mr. Jimmy. Thanks for calling me. What are you thinking?
0: Um, so I have this question, and I constantly battle because I don't know when I'm putting too much time into work. Versus time with church. so basically trying to find that right balance mm-hmm. is my biggest issue, and that's my question. And I question this every day, and I always try to find that balance.
2: I understand. What do you do for work, sir?
0: So I'm actually a maintenance mechanic. I actually work for the county. Okay. Um. So I work, and my wife works from twelve to nine. So when I get off work, I have to go pick up the kids, and then, it's a the little bit of time I have left, get some stuff done around the house. But that's Monday through Friday. So the weekends is really the only time that we really spend time together,
2: right? Right. Um,
0: as a family, because trying to find that balance, and then trying to make it to Bible study, and then regular church service. So it's like I'm reading the Bible, and I'm you know fasting and. and really getting into the word but when it comes to actually going to church yeah just that that's when i'm trying to find that balance with my
4: everyday schedule
2: well i tell you what i'm so proud of you for even trying to figure out how do i integrate all of this into my my life and so you know the scripture says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you so this is what i'd say the first day of the week is not monday it's sunday So when you go to church on Sunday, that is your day of worship. That means you're putting God first. So that's good. All right. Then God, when he created the heavens and the earth, he created the uh, earth in six days and he rested on the seventh. So your first day is Sunday. That's when you worship. Saturday is when you rest. All right. So don't feel guilty that you can't go to church on Wednesday nights, go to Bible study on Tuesday night, go to choir rehearsal on Thursday night. Busyness in ministry activity is not the same thing as spiritual growth. And so, I, you know, work hard Monday through Friday. Rest and hang with your family on Saturday. Go to church on Sunday. And you're already doing the right things. You're already balanced. You're praying. You're fasting. Don't make yourself feel guilty because you can't do more. All right. There will be a season when you might be able to do more, but now is not that season. So you serve when you can serve. And if you if you don't have the time right now, don't let anybody make you feel guilty. You make that money. You pay that mortgage. You make sure that wife is happy and those kids are fed. And uh, and keep walking, keep walking with the Lord personally and do church on Sundays. That, my friend, is more than what half the country is doing right now. And I'm proud of you.
0: I appreciate that, Doctor Anderson. And honestly, like I said, I'm I'm constantly like, how can I make more time? Because just picking up the kids, I mean, I get off at 3.30 and when I'm literally getting home around 6, 7 o'clock with traffic and I have to pick the kids up in two different areas. So right. all I got left, you know, is, couple hours and that's for dinner and putting them to bed and doing that all over again the next day and
2: you know what that will be a season that will go so quickly that you're going to be glad that you're investing in them like that right now i remember most moments with my father when i'm sitting in the back seat behind the driver's seat there were three of us in the (laughs) back seat and uh and sometimes I sat right in the behind them sometimes I had to sit in the middle on the hump cuz I was the youngest but I remember <laughs> sitting in the car often when my dad was driving and my mom was in the front seat let me tell you something those are some of the best times with your kids god is honored by it so don't you at all feel guilty about this time because it's going to go so quickly listen my kids aren't sitting in the back seat anymore they're driving their own
0: cars right right do you know what I'm saying <laughs> And, and those are the best nights, right, Dr. Anderson? Yep, come on now. You know what I'm talking about. My
2: man. Well, thanks for kicking the show off for me today, okay, Jimmy? Let me go to Russell. Russell's in. Well, I'm not sure where Russell is, but I'm glad he's on the line. Hey, Russell, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing?
0: Well, I have a question about uh, the brothers and sisters of Jesus. The Bible is very clear and describes in detail the birth of Jesus. Uh, mother's birth of Jesus but uh, there's nothing in the bible that describes her giving birth to any of the other and any of the other children now uh, we know joseph was not uh, jesus' father and uh, but he apparently was much older than mary and i wonder if he was previously married and is, was a widower uh, and uh, so that the brothers and sisters that are listed in the bible are perhaps uh, ste- step siblings I was wanted to ask you about
2: that. Well, you know, there's no evidence that Joseph uh, was married before he was betrothed to Mary. So we can't say that he was a divorcee or that he was a widower before he married Mary, at least on Scripture we can't say that. Um, so it's important to understand that. We also know that Mary was a virgin before impregnated by uh, you know, by the Holy Spirit Holy. with her. So we, we know that much. We also know that the scriptures tell us that Joseph did have uh, other sons, okay? Uh, uh, about four sons and two daughters. So we know that. Judas, Justice, James, Simon, uh, Asia, Lydia. Uh, you know, so some of that is is spoken of And some believe, and this is where you're probably thinking, some believe that came from a previous marriage. I just don't know for sure. Uh, But some believe that. But I don't know for sure, so I don't want to say for sure, Russell, because I'm just not confident enough to know if he had all those children before or after or where they fell in in the birth order.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank
2: you for that. You're so welcome. I wish I could tell you like uh, dogmatically, but I I just can't. I'll just be making stuff up. There are people on both sides of the issue there, so I think we just kind of have to wait till we get the glory to really know. Okay. <laughs>
0: thank, thank you so much.
2: <laughs> All right, take care, my friend.
5: Doctor Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Doctor David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. We'll talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today.
2: Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. You've been in your home for 15 plus years. You know people who've dealt with a leaky roof, and you know what a mess it can be. Let us take a look at your roof before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy
6: Waterproofing
7: before the
0: water
2: rises. All right, let me go right back to the phone lines. Hi, Nicole. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
7: I'm great. How are you doing, Dr. Anderson? Oh,
2: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for asking. What are you thinking?
7: Same here, same here.
2: (laughs) What's on your mind?
7: Well, um, I was listening to your show. Actually, I've been listening to it all week. And I think it's great that you're having opening up the discussion for race relations, and I think it's important. And I love Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of Everybody loving one another and integrating and being judged on the content of their character. Yes. And I've always, you know, my husband and I have raised our daughter that way. And I think it's a wonderful message.
6: Mm.
7: And um, I just, I was, I was a little bothered. There were a couple things that were said on the show. And yeah. I just wanted to call in and give a different point of view.
1: Great. I,
2: I can't wait to hear um, it. And thanks for calling and okay. and trying to sort of say, hey, listen, I'm not sure if I agree with this or not, so I want to kind of get more light on it and give you my perspective. I just want you to know I love that. So thanks for taking the time to do it.
7: Absolutely. Thank you for mm-hmm. opening the show up. I think it's great. Um, so I taught my daughter about Martin Luther King Jr. Day when she was um, very young. Um, mm-hmm. They hadn't taught her... In school before the actual Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and mm. I asked her when she was in elementary school. I said, "Do you know why you have the day off school today?" And she didn't know.
6: Mm. And
7: so I I put it in context for her, and we had that discussion mm. and all of those things. And um, I and then you had the the message about the Virginia gun rights going to the governor in richmond and having the rally it's always been done on martin luther king jr day and Uh, um i think that there's is that right has it always been done i see it that's that's what i read yes i I know that according to what i i don't think this isn't the first year that that's happened Hmm. but um i also have read that Martin Luther King Jr. also applied for a concealed carry, mm. and I don't think that his philosophy of nonviolence is is combined, or, or, or I, I don't think it's a conflicting message that he wanted to have a concealed carry. I don't think those things are conflicting at all. I'm not mm. a nonviolent person, but I am a, a gun owner.
2: Well, just and because you're a gun owner doesn't make you, doesn't make you violent, right? So I, I, exactly. I, agree exactly. and, I agree with that. I agree with that. I just don't there, know if I like. Was some, mm-hmm. Go ahead.
7: It made it sound like, well, we that they shouldn't be defending the Second Amendment on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Man,
2: I don't and, like that.
7: Um, I, I just, I just don't. I, I think you know Martin Luther King Jr. If he is a support uh, registering for a concealed carry, obviously he was for gun rights. And what I thought about was when Condoleezza Rice, I watched an interview with her, and I mean, just an amazing person, yeah. completely. She is probably one of the most inspirational people I have ever read about in my entire life. She mm-hmm. talked about ambitious and smart yep. and just a amazing, amazing person. And I remember her talking about, in an interview, how her father defended their family from the KKK in Birmingham
1: yeah. because
7: he had guns. And yep. I thought, what a wonderful message. And that's exactly what it was intended for.
2: Yeah, I'm just not sure and if she, I like the I remember idea. Her saying of, I'm just not sure I like the idea, Nicole, the Birmingham- of gun rights on. Martin Luther King's birthday, just like it's so many other things that he stood for. He didn't stand for gun rights. Even if he, even if he registered for one. even if I have one out of all the things I'm going to stand for, uh, I'm not going to have a big rally on the day of the guy who was preaching nonviolence when it comes to, uh, race. And so there's gotta be a better day to do it, do it on. Cause that message just you know comes what? across and wrong.
7: There probably is. And <laughs> I don't know when this started, Mm. What that, what day it started on originally, I'm not sure.
6: Yeah,
0: yeah. The
7: other thing that I was concerned about, yeah, was someone said they were that the mega hat made them feel um, offended. Yeah. And triggered. Yeah. And I gotta say, um, you know, I'm I'm conservative in my values for many reasons. And um, I don't see our president as being racist. Mm -hmm. And how I spent my Martin Luther King Jr. Day is my family and I traveled seven hours to Charlotte, North Carolina, and we attended the Blexit Rally
6: Mm. with
7: Candace Owens. Mm. And I saw Mark Robinson, who was extremely inspirational. And he was talking about slavery and how they have come through
6: with this
7: victorious
2: yeah. ending.
7: It got about ten I mean, seconds where Nicole. He said he said he said something that the the African American slaves that were brought over died and fought
1: to mm-hmm. open
7: the door for black Americans to walk through and stand up and be kings of the kingdom.
2: Let's go to Daniel, who's in Lusby, Maryland. Hello, Daniel. Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
4: you are good. How about you?
2: I'm alive and grateful. Thank you, sir. What's your comment or question?
4: I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I, um, I have a sister, and she's gay. Mm-hmm. My question to you is that I am a Baptist. Um, and I read the Bible and I am very cautioned about talking to her about salvation. Okay. What's your word on that? As far as you, cause I know what the Bible say. I just like to hear your opinion on that matter.
2: Well, she is your sister. I would just love her and be a light to shine in front of her. I would not try to change her lifestyle. Think of her as, um, not gay. Just think of her as a heterosexual non-Christian if, if she's not saved and love her as you'd love any non-Christian sister. All right. Don't worry about the the behavior right now. What you want is her to come to know the Lord. And so don't let the gay thing be the first thing that uh, you were focusing on. She's your sister. You love her like a family member, whether she's gay or straight, you, you would try to love her into the kingdom of God You might share Christ with her, uh, or you might just live your Christian life in front of her. But think about how you would be if she was a heterosexual non-Christian and your sister. You understand?
4: Well, I do, but I I am trying to talk to her about God and salvation. And I I just, I do not want to use the words that, hey, you're not going to heaven if you keep it behaving like that so I don't know which way should I approach well the Bible well, on not matter
2: well that's where we get confused as believers sometimes again there's nowhere in scripture that says that you know she's not going to go to heaven if she behaves like that and the like that you can make it a blank and stick in any behavior any sin right the reason why we go to heaven and have a relationship with God is because of what Jesus Christ did for us. So what you want to do is just lead her to Jesus Christ. Let Jesus Christ change the behavior.
4: Okay. Okay. Thank you for your time.
2: Forget about her. Forget about her lifestyle. Just think about her as a non-believer who needs Jesus Christ. And the way you lead her to Christ is not, Christ is not talking about her behavior. The way you lead her to Christ is talking about her need for a savior. And we all need that Savior because of our sins. And whatever the sins are, again, if she wasn't even gay, how would you you reach out to her? How would you tell her about Jesus? That's the same thing you would do if she is gay. And let the gay thing work itself out with with her relationship with God. Is that helpful? Yes. Okay, good. Good. Thanks for calling, Daniel. I appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. God bless
8: you. You've seen it orange signs popping up in your neighborhood vivid smart home is setting up and upgrading new and existing homeowners with the latest smart home security packages right now all of dr anderson's listeners get a free 4k doorbell camera with their new smart home purchase all in support of smart social distancing and only through the get smart with dr anderson hotline at 1-800-587-1504 View, stream, and manage your front door, keeping your deliveries safe, all while keeping you safe inside your home. Professional installation, 0% financing, and a lifetime warranty on all of their products, along with fast, 24 7 police, fire, and medical response. Call in the next 30 minutes and get two free months of smart home service. 1 800 587 1504.
5: Does your church have legal challenges? Six zero seven zero.
3: Hello friends, this is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Will you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to Andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at infoandersonspeaks.com. At Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk. With Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to Andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com.
2: rashida from Gaithersburg, you're it. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. First, happy birthday on the show.
6: thank Uh, you. Second,
1: um, I just want to say to people and try to um, make people understand the necessity for uh, being part of the census. It doesn't matter the immigration status uh, that's not on there, but it's so important because it's where the resources come into the communities,
6: mm-hmm. and the
1: communities of the have, they don't, they don't, they don't hesitate to make sure that they have in their neighborhoods. But we often don't have in the have-not neighborhoods because we're not part of the census, and monies are allocated
7: right.
3: uh,
1: for many things based upon the numbers of people and the things that
2: get counted. That's right. The census is coming up. It is very important. Thank you, Ms. Rashida, for that great reminder. Let's go to Washington, D.C., and talk to Anna, who's on the line. Hello, Ms. Anna. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi,
6: I'm doing great. How are you, Dr. Anderson?
2: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling me. What are you thinking? I just had, I was
6: thinking about something uh, a few nights ago. I was just wondering. I know that you know, you, people are pro uh, pro life. Okay. And, and I know that people are, you know, you have women who are saving their eggs. Some people are actually there was a there was something on the news or something I, I think it was on a, a show that I saw where a, a man and a woman they were a celebrity couple or something maybe. No, okay. it was a it was. You call it a psycho, it was fertilized egg. Okay. The guy that broke up, the married couple, they broke up. The female wanted to have the baby, and the the father of the the Did, child okay. didn't want to have kids with her. And okay. I think he won. So, my thing is with all these eggs being frozen now, and some of the a fertilized eggs, just like a woman who was pregnant, what happens if they decide if they hold them to it for years and years? They decide they don't want to have the kids, mm-hmm. or are they looked at as if they destroy it, like they're destroying, like an abortion? Right. Or how would you think they would look at that? I know it's kind of technical, but we're moving to such a,
2: yeah. uh, a
6: capacity of being, you know, high-tech. Is that considered an abortion?
2: Yeah, so if, you, it, ha- if, if, it, if you have frozen uh, eggs that have been... Uh, 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 Where the sperm and the egg together have usually... Usually, they just freeze the eggs, from what I understand. Now, I don't know the story that you're talking about, and so I don't know uh, enough about the subject to know that do they have the sperm and the egg come together, and then do they freeze it? So maybe somebody
6: yeah.
2: somebody else might know that. Are you sure about that?
6: Uh, you know what? I take that back. I'm not
2: sure. Okay. I, just know, that I know they the, freeze the eggs, and home. so that's not an abortion yeah. if the eggs are frozen and discarded. But I don't know if when they sperm and the egg come together, if they freeze that. Uh, that would be a real problem uh, ethically, uh, and I would have a problem with that if you then discard that because that would seem like abortion to me. Um, okay. But I can't tell you that I I know for sure that they don't do that. What I do know for sure is that they will freeze a woman's eggs. That much I do know. Yeah. So maybe That's we what
6: can. I was yeah. Maybe I was one of our uh,
2: other callers can call us if they actually know that for sure because I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like you, Anna. I would feel like that'd be kind of like an abortion. It would be if you uh, the, the sperm and the egg come together and then you freeze that. Whatever you want to call that. Uh, an I go whatever you want to call that. So I'd be interested to know. I have to do some more study on that one, okay?
6: Okay.
2: Thanks for hanging with me today. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me on Real Talk. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m. and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David
0: Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.